in three, in two, and one. Hi, everybody. Tim Anderson here, the Appraiser's Advocate. It's great to sit down with you today during this podcast. We're going to go somewhere today where we've never gone before. We're going into the realm of the supernatural because we call this one, Is Your Appraisal House Haunted? A ghost is an apparition of a dead person, which is believed to appear or become manifest to the living, typically as a nebulous image. You've got to ask yourself, is that the reputation you have with your clients? In the colloquial sense, ghosting meant to end a personal relationship by suddenly and without explanation, withdrawing from all communication. In a business and professional sense, ghosting is to end a business relationship by suddenly and without explanation withdraw from all communications. In other words, not answer the phone, not answer emails, etc. Now, consider USPAP. It doesn't address ghosting specifically, obviously, but yet it touches on the concept appraisers might try to ghost a client to avoid a serious problem at least the appraiser thinks it's a serious problem but remember it's not possible to end the appraiser client relationship let me read faq number 70 says quote usepap has no provision for terminating the appraiser client confidentiality Thus, the appraiser-client relationship does not terminate either. Then, FAQ number 83 says, quote, There are no provisions in USPAP for terminating the appraiser-client relationship. So even if the appraiser is trying to ghost the client, and you'll remember the definition of ghosting, the appraiser is still liable, the appraiser is still responsible to that client. To go someone, you say they have no value to you. You don't value their time. Here's the point. If you can't make that hard phone call, if you can't take that hard phone call from the upset client, then you've got to look at the quality of your own character. Ghosting is cowardly. It's unprofessionally acceptable. Its long-term results are drastic for your business. Ghosting diminishes your reputation as an appraiser. It severs any client goodwill you ever had with that client that you ghosted. And it makes you look bad in the eyes of employees, trainees, and associates simply because you can't stand up and make or take that hard phone call. You ghost because you want a problem to go away. Frankly, eventually it will. But you've got to ask yourself, at what cost? Remember, AMCs represent many clients. Ghosting one AMC can cost you many clients the relationship with those clients and the fact that you'll probably never get that relationship back. These are the long-term effects of ghosting. Number one, you're going to lose a client. Number two, professional loss of associates and trainees due to your dishonesty. After all, if you knowingly lie to a client, 
why will you not lie to an associate, a trainee, or an employee? There is the possibility that if you ghost a client, that client will refer the situation to the state appraisal board. Now, frankly, again, there's nothing in USPAP about ghosting. But yet, USPAP expects appraisers to enter into contractual relationships with clients. When they do, and then they try to avoid those contractual relationships, when they ghost the client, that becomes a USPAP issue because the appraiser originally misled the client about the appraiser's competency to complete the appraisal assignment ethically. Here are some suggestions so that you don't have to ghost anybody. Now, you're going to get those hard phone calls. You're going to have to make those hard phone calls. But yet, consider these five items that will help you avoid ghosting. Number one, use somebody else, somebody outside your office, an independent set of eyes, an impartial set of eyes, an objective set of eyes to review your work to determine if it's becoming shoddy or in any respect if it's just a clone of another appraisal. Cloning appraisals is a major problem according to state boards. Two, Demand your associates, trainees, and you, yourself, take classes in report writing so you know without question what must go into an appraisal report and what need not go into an appraisal report. Number three, get rid of the boilerplate in your appraisal reports. Boilerplate merely makes the report long. It does not make the report any better, nor does excessive boilerplate cover your assets. In fact, it invites the opposite response by making the client read through so much silly superfluity that any mistakes that are in that boilerplate are going to stand out. And that becomes fodder for a state investigator and a state appraisal board, as well as appraisal reviewers. Number four, become familiar with the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and HUD FHA selling guides. If the guides do not require the specific presence of something, then don't include it in the report. And number five, the last one, in your reports, do you explain how and why you reached a conclusion? Or do you merely state that you reached a conclusion? A complete appraisal report, one that will give you no reason to ghost a client, needs that explanation. So, is your appraisal house haunted? You avoid the need to ghost, the need to avoid those hard calls, by taking these five suggestions to heart. Coward's ghost. Truly professional appraisers stand up for their work and admit their mistakes when they make them. Are you a professional? I'm Tim Anderson, the Appraiser's Advocate. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I appreciate it. If I can ever be of service to you, please contact me, Tim at theappraisersadvocate.com. It'll be a pleasure to work with you. It will be an honor to know you. Again, thank you. And we're clear. Oh, no, we're not. I'm sorry. I forgot. Are your professional fees high enough?